Blog Talk Radio. Aprite un po' quegli occhi, uomini incauti e sciocchi, guardate queste femmine, guardate cosa sono, guardate cosa sono. Hi, this is Mildred Tassoni, and we are welcome to the neighborhood today with um, a conversation that we had with the mayor of the village of New Hyde Park, New York, Daniel Petruccio. He's going to give us an idea of the type of government in the village, how it's structured, and some of the upcoming uh, interesting things that they're doing. Um, so we will talk to you live next week. Thank you. It's, uh, it's an exciting time, I think, in the village. We just finished our uh, most recent budget process, um, and uh, we came in on under a little, a little bit under 4% tax increase, which, uh, considering cost of living increases and salary adjustments and other costs that just escalate each year, that's a reasonable number from at least our perspective. I guess my target is always 0%, but we'll take that as, uh, as close as we could get. Uh, we're doing a road project that's about to start, Bids have gone out, and it's uh, about $1.2 million road project. So that'll commence uh, in the village in June. So people living in the village should see a lot of activity with the uh, new road projects. And um, we're doing a, uh, a fairly substantial renovation project at Village Hall uh, to the tune of about $250,000, which we just got some very nice plans for. Um, it's mainly going to change both the basement um, and the top floor of Village Hall. So in the short term, that's some of the more exciting things that are going on right now. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what actually are you going to do in those spaces? Is it for offices or community space? or? Uh, both, a combination of both. What we've looked to do is take uh, from upstairs on the second floor presently, there's something called the William Gill Theater, which is really, uh, you know, not really much of a theater, more of a, a, an enlarged room. Uh, and there's an area for the auxiliary police on the second floor, and the Little League has an office. So what we're doing is we're, we're moving the auxiliary police to the basement, to a new facility, uh, and we are going to expand the theater and make it more of a full-fledged uh, performing arts theater. So we're looking to bring in uh, different groups, musical, uh, performing artists, um, we have, we've put some shows on up there, but we'd like to expand the cultural program um, more so in the future. And, and that's a nice space, a nice type of a space to have, too. Absolutely. It has elevator access, uh, something we put in a couple of years ago uh, in an older building that was important that we put an elevator in. Um, and what, what that's going to free us up to do in the basement is very, very exciting. Again, the basement used to be the space dedicated per, uh, to the village library, which with the, with the move of the New Hyde Park um, School District Library, the Hillside Library as it's called, from the Manor Oaks Elementary School to the present location on Lakeville Road in the village, um, that coupled with the fact that the New York State Department of Education basically was mandating that if we were to maintain a, a library as we had been, we needed to expand our budget um, from about 160000 a year to over $500,000 a year to maintain the library. And 
that wasn't feasible for us. So we closed the library, you know, had long tradition, a long history, but it really seemed uh, the time to do that. So now we have the space in the basement that used to be dedicated to the library. We're looking to make it into a um, an area for teens. Uh, we're putting some pool tables and uh, air hockey uh, down there and couches and hopefully at the, a TV at some point. A um, place where teens can congregate. We have some teen nights scheduled and youth nights on Friday evenings. We'd like to make it available to the senior groups that like to use it. So I'd love to see Village Hall being utilized uh, 24, no, not 24-7, but seven, <laughs> days a week, seven days a week and, and most evenings, you know, at least from 7 to 11. That would be great. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of groups, and that's one reason why people like living in New Hyde Park um, because there are a lot of groups and a lot of variety of things. Sometimes when people say village, you think very small, but aren't there about nine, are there 9,000 families? I know I looked it up the other day. And I, it's over 9,000 residents, over 3,000 okay. families. And, yes, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, here's the other thing you have to know, and I, I didn't really appreciate this until I became the mayor. Anyone who lives in any part of New Hyde Park, uh, even the unincorporated parts of, of, of North Hempstead, because there are no unincorporated parts of New Hyde Park in, 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 in Hempstead. Uh, all of the incorporated sections that are called New Hyde Park fall in the jurisdiction of the town of North Hempstead. Even people that live outside the village, when they're looking for an advocate or someone to, to hear their complaints, before they think to call um, the town of North Hempstead, John Kamen, or even Angelo Ferrara, more often than not, they're contacting us at Village Hall because mm -hmm. they're not really sure whether they're in the village or not, but they know that the village response is usually fairly timely. We've had people show up at village meetings to make um, uh, inquiries and, and file complaints about issues that are not related to our village. So. And, and it's very important, too, uh, as being part of the Park Civic Association, when there's an issue that affects us, because just because there's a line that says, village, not village, um, when it affects our life in New Hyde mm -hmm. Park, we're really all one, and uh, it really gives you a focal point for people to go to, because otherwise it's civic groups, um, and they don't have all the information that you are able to get. Um, one thing I, I thought was really good, if you talk a little bit about the village fair, just for those people new to the community or don't know how to be involved. And um, so you might, if you would talk about that a little bit. Sure. Uh, usually uh, somewhere in the middle of September, and I'd have to check my calendar for the date, um, we we have been able to put on, I think it's going to be the, oh, don't hold me to this exactly, the 15th year uh, Village Fair has occurred. Um, started as a very small enterprise, I would say, uh, though a very bold enterprise, even in its origins, because there was, um, a, and this was before my time on the board, but uh, basically the, the, the plan to close Jericho Turnpike, a major state artery, uh, one of the major roads that travels um, east-west through western Nassau County for, for you know, close to a mile, uh, it was a bold initiative, uh, which I, I'm, you know, to this day I'm, I'm thrilled they allowed it, uh, but a little bit shocked when it first was uh, was uh, permitted. But that allows mm -hmm. us to really do a, a big street fair, um, and, it, and it has become bigger and bigger every year, uh, close to 200 vendors, 
and um, as the fellow that runs it for us, we do it in cooperation with a company that basically solicits um, vendors, um, a man by the name of Tony Chufo has been involved since the beginning. He calls us the premier street fair in, in all of Nassau and all of Long Island. I mean, whether you know you could quantify that, uh, I don't know, but we definitely have uh, really become identified with our street fair. Uh, 25,000 visitors on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. We've we've been lucky with weather in some years, and we've had to go to the alternate rain dates and others. But um, it's a great opportunity for the civic groups, for the local church uh, and religious organizations to come out, for the volunteers, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, Romanettes, um, all you know, um, the, uh, the Citizens Patrol. I mean, basically anybody that is somehow connected to Newark Park in some way, shape, or form. Um, comes out that day and joins together, and it's, it's a great, great day. I know, um, as being part of Clickets, which is the Fabric Arts Group, we had a booth there, and it really was. We were um, handed out information about our clothing drive, so we were really able to collect a lot of children's clothing and baby paraphernalia because we were able to hand out the information. And I think that's part of community there's always and that's where welcome to the neighborhood ny.com came in as far as new businesses new people how do you connect how do you communicate how do you meet each other when everybody's busy um how do you connect up so i think it's really uh was really nice and and very helpful in that manner um, I just while we were talking i checked the date because it's on my phone so that was a little tricky for me but okay. it's uh, September 12th is our, our, our tentative date for the street fair, and okay. um, so that would be the day. You know, again, it's uh, God takes care of half of uh, the success. He just gives us good weather. So, uh, you know, and as I said, in the years we've had great weather, it's been wonderful. Um, the truth of the matter is the biggest issue we have is a lot of the merchants would like to stay open later. Mm-hmm. But, again, in order to keep uh, sort of the, the, the peace with the, the state the DOT, we really can't keep um, Jericho Turnpike closed for much longer than we do. And the other problem is our cleanup process takes close to, uh, I would say, uh, three to four hours to really get the street. And we try to finish the cleanup by dark, and that's for safety for the village employees working on those streets to be off the streets by dark. So there are some parameters there that we have to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, okay, so we've talked about that. What about the new library? Has that, have you felt, um, are there programs that you run there? Um, for for the village or for the community, anything um, that you have that how because the library moved from your building to the other building. Right. So the one the one thing I have to be really clear on um, our residents are divided both in townships and school districts. Not mm-hmm. exactly half and half, but a large percentage of our residents belong to the Elmont School District, which which in effect means as any resident of Nassau County who belongs to any of the library districts can take books out of any library. I could go to the Garden City Library and take books out there. Usually the one area that you're limited is in um, programs, um, mommy and me programs and things of that nature are usually only available um, at first come first serve, I guess, for tax-paying residents of a, a library district. So some of our residents, though they can take books out of that library, do not have um, 
the ability to be a part of their programs. Though they do run a wonderful slate of programs. A couple of the ladies that work, one of the ladies that works in our office takes um, yoga classes there. They do a lot of work with seniors. Um, so I think it's just beginning to take off. I don't even think it's it's met, met its uh, potential yet in terms of what oh, it yeah. can do. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, we're going to help beautify it a little bit, too. Uh, the, the parking space across directly across the street, we've contracted with the town of North Hempstead to use some funds, what they call um, environmental legacy funds, ELF funds, that we mm -hmm. secured several years ago. We're going to make mm -hmm. a little bit of a sitting park across the street. We have plans mm -hmm. all done, and they've been approved, and the lawyers have mm -hmm. checked off on everything. So that's mm -hmm. something you should be done, see happening this summer as well. Um, good. Uh, I have a question as I was looking up to try and, because I'm familiar with New Hyde Park, but other people, and there's people, because we're, we publish this on Blog Talk Radio, it has that whole internet avenue, plus Facebook, um, we have pages, and so that there's other people listening in because you are a government official and how we're communicating, and um, so I, it says we have trustees. You have a, a government, you're the mayor, and you have three trustees, four? Four, four actually. It's a, you know, yeah, the village board, it consists of myself, four trustees. The elections are on alternating, uh, the weeks. we all serve four-year terms, which is different. Some villages, actually, Mineola, as an example, have elections, uh, have, have two-year terms. And, it, and they're split. So effectively, in Mineola, the village of Mineola, there is an election every calendar year. Now, I, I would argue I'm I, I strongly in favor of the four-year terms for several reasons. One of them is it's cost-effective. You know, in order to run a campaign and contested elections, you have to go out and solicit campaign contributions, even on a small scale. Well, mm -hmm. the village that runs every two years, the people run two-year elections, Basically, you're going to people every year asking for money, and, and I think that's a, that's a problem. Uh, in our village, we've been lucky enough to have uncontested elections, though I think democracy is a wonderful um, vehicle. But um, I, I think we, we, we are less uh, beholding to people. You know, people haven't supported a campaign and feel that they have some sort of a, um, a privilege to, to better service or, you know, inside mm -hmm. information or anything like that. I think we, we really run an independent operation because of that. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, we, we are the uh, we are the board that decides taxes and on um, changes in laws. Um, we have a representative government, which is the foundation of uh, American governmental. Uh, yeah, and philosophy. at the real local level too. Um, at the local would level. You, right. Would you say so? If someone uh, is in the village and they live in the village, do they have one particular representative per area? Or what's the best way if they have, you know, if they have a problem, contact you or contact a board member? What, what's the yeah, process? I would say, you know, people call, well, simply put, people contact the person that they're most familiar with. You know, somebody that might have uh, had their daughter play soccer with uh, Deputy Mayor LaFaro is going to call him. And people that live in my area near where I live who know my face and my name will, will contact me. People ring my doorbell all the time. I'm, my phone is listed in the, in the phone book. I mean, um, Donnie, uh, Donnie Barbieri is probably our most visible trustee. He's a, a, a man of, of great strength.
raised in great conviction. Um, he, and he's a wonderful human being, and unfortunately he's afflicted with a horrific condition uh, known as MS, which has restricted him to a wheelchair. But typical Donnie fashion, it's a motorized wheelchair, which he uses to get around the, the neighborhood. So everybody knows Donnie. Uh, Larry, Larry lives on the southern side of the tracks, which is the part of uh, the village that's in, um, you know, the south of the railroad, and, and there are a large number of residents that know him there. So I think that's part of it. And the second thing is if anyone contacts me, uh, each trustee has a clear area of responsibility, Department of Public Works, Building Department, um, Senior Affairs, um, Veterans Affairs, Schools, et cetera. So what you do is when, when anything comes into myself or Pat Farrell, the village clerk, the first thing we're going to do is, to make sure that email or, or phone contact gets put in the hands of the right person. So that's how we basically do it. We each have areas of responsibility, but not geographic uh, uh, territories. No, we don't have right. that. So I know you have um, some village meetings. Um, maybe you could just, I know you also have, uh, there's a village court too. I don't know. Maybe you could talk about those two things. Absolutely. Well, the village, um, in our first meeting in April, our reorganization meeting, we set the date for our future meetings uh, for the year. And uh, basically the village board can be found at Village Hall um, every Tuesday night. Um, we meet first and third Tuesdays in uh, public, meaning, and anyway, let me clarify that by saying every meeting of the village board, if three of us are together on official business for the village, that constitutes um, a public meeting. So every time we meet, it is open to the public. The second and fourth Tuesdays of the month, we call those staff meetings. Now, though they're not held in the same venue, it's the same building, Village Hall, there is the large room with the, the uh, seats that are a little bit raised, and there's the seats in the audience that people can ask questions from. The, the setting for the second and fourth Tuesday is across, literally across the hall in our staff room, which would be just a large conference table with tables and with, with chairs around it. And I'll tell you, when I first started getting interested in village government before I had even run for office, I attended some of the staff meetings. Uh, the only time a staff meeting is closed to the public is if in the midst of that staff meeting there is a, a legal matter that must be discussed or a personnel matter. And the village board would then go into a temporary executive session to address that and then come out of executive session and back into the public. So there should not be, there should be no meetings being held where the village is, has at least a quorum, three members, where it's not open to the public. So mm -hmm. if you need to find the village officials, Tuesday night, village hall, 50, 50, uh, to, um, to 52 Tuesdays a year. And I should, let me clarify this. In the summer months, which is actually <laughs> June, July, August, and September, we go to one public meeting a month, which is the third Tuesday, and we eliminate the first. And um, sometimes we meet in staff on the, the meeting night that we canceled the public meeting. Other nights we don't if it's not a heavy schedule. So it's a little modified schedule in the summer. And, I, you know, I think that's great. I really do because people, it, it gives people a, a lot of access to you um, if they have an issue that they need help dealing with. Um, and I, I must say, your, your website, um, which we'll have that posted on Facebook in your summary, I'll blog it up too, so that 
they have your email and the phone number of the village. Um, but where was I going with that? I lost my train of thought. It was about communicating with you. Oh, yes. So you have your website. And you guys also have a newsletter that you mail to the village. And there's copies of it that you can go online and read. So that's really That comes um, out about at least four times a year. It's usually seasonal. <laughs> Uh, the best uh, and most important aspect of, of that uh, newsletter for me and as a resident, now I also am a resident, it's a simple thing like our garbage uh, schedule. Mm -hmm. uh, people will need to know when does uh, leaf pickup start and when does it end and what days, uh, um, you know, is, are there any legal holidays? A lot of people have stopped being familiar with the legal holidays. If you're not, right. in, a, in, if you're not in an industry that closes for legal holidays and you get up for work and go to work, you assume everyone's working. Uh, whereas mm -hmm. our, our newsletter or the website would tell you on days when there is no garbage pickup. Um, and and, and, and Deputy Mayor LaFaro does a great job. Um, and it was, that's one of the ways in which a village can cut costs. I don't know how many municipalities have their elected official maintaining their website. And, and, mm -hmm. and, that's, and that's not Trustee LaFaro's um, uh, profession. He's, a, he's in the investment banking business or something of that nature. So for for mm -hmm. Trustee LaFaro, it, it's, it's, an, it's an additional task that he takes on, so he does a great job with it. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, I, was so, I thought for the – because um, we had spoken about the possibility of doing more sessions with you, especially if there's an issue, which there always seems to be something coming up. But I thought this time if you talk about the public works department, because that's really a, a good, very high-functioning and value added to the village. Absolutely. Um, you talked about immediate response or, or quick response on our part. Um, you could call down to the village garage, 352-5121, um, at any time in the workday, and Almost always you will hear the voice of a real live person. Uh, usually it's Mr. Eddie Katarski, who's been working for the village for 30 plus years. And um, it's a fellow that addresses, you know, questions and issues related to things like a tree limb being down or for some reason the garbage trucks uh, passed and didn't pick up my garbage or I have a, gulp, a bulk pickup um, to, that needs to be arranged for. So uh, again, another example of actually speaking to a real person um, who can give you the answers to the questions you need. And uh, so that's one of the things we're able to do. We don't have a large workforce down at the village garage. The garage is divided into two basic groups of employees. There are the Department of Public Works employees that do highways, and they work a, a, a standard 40-hour work week. Um, and then there's a group of men that are just on garbage, uh, do the garbage pickup for us, sanitation. And uh, they work, uh, as do most municipalities, their arrangement is a little bit different. They work a five-day week, Monday to Friday. We used to have Saturday garbage pickup, but we eliminated that. Uh, they work end of task, which is a straight salary. And um, what they do is they start out in the morning picking up garbage. There's a, obviously each um, I get regular garbage pickup uh, twice a week, plus there's bottles and cans and newspapers on either end of the village. So there's garbage being picked up somewhere in the village every day. And uh, they basically start and finish their routes and take the garbage to the dump. And once they're finished with that, generally unless there's a snowstorm, um, they've completed their their uh, obligation for the day. So that's uh, sort of the way, you know, and obviously their salary reflects the fact that it's not um, – 
full time. Uh, it's full time, but not forty hours. Um, and it sounds like it sounds like you really you've looked at the major um, functions and really cost on cost analysis because you've just gone into your second term, right? So you did have four actually, years. Actually, my I'm starting my third. Your third? So, oh, third uh, term. Okay, so good. They go fast. Um, yeah. They go fast. But yeah, and and that, and that's not to say that we're not we're not always looking for other ways. Um, you know, if someone comes up with a way that we can save money or we can do something better, shared services is the new thing we're looking at in, in all municipalities. Anytime we can join with another village, and we do it on a small scale now with the purchasing of sand and salt, for instance, in the, in, the, in, in, um, in time for the snow season. Um, but even equipment purchases, wherever it's possible, if we can – uh, and I'd love to see in the future that we actually share equipment. Um, there are certain pieces of equipment that you need in a village, but you could easily share with another village and 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 cut that cost in half. Um, so we're always looking for those types of things. You know, the five members of our board, uh, three of us have had, um, myself included, lengthy experience owning our own businesses. Uh, one other fellow is in the procurement business for a major airline, and then and, and the other person is in the finance and the banking. So when it comes to things like bonding for, for road work or uh, finding a better way to buy a product, uh, the, these, the five men that are on this board right now have a very uh, keen professional acumen for it. And that's, I think mm -hmm. that's what you see coming through in, in the process. And 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 being able to communicate, knowing you, knowing someone that you can get in touch with, I think that's huge. It's really, I think, so many people feel disenfranchised from any kind of government. So um, I can't make I can't make myself more accessible. Phone in the phone number on on the um, on in the yellow pages. When you call mm -hmm. Village Hall for my phone number, what it says is don't leave a message at Village Hall. Here's my cell phone. Which I check every day. I mean, that's. I mean, all of that is designed to give you closer access. Obviously, mm -hmm. there's the emailing. You know, you can email the village, and, and then the emails are sent to us individually. And just to show you how things have changed in only a short amount of time, a little over eight years ago, when I first started as mayor, the, the communication system was: person called Village Hall, one of the secretaries. Um, our administrative people took the number, took out a piece of loose leaf paper, took a little notepad, stuck it to it, wrote the message, put it in my mailbox, and I had to go up to Village Hall to get those messages or call in and someone would have to read them to me. So mm -hmm. we've come a long way from that in oh, a yeah. short amount of time. Mm -hmm. Yep, definitely. Well, we have just two minutes left. I know um, upcoming things, uh, we have the railroad expansion, which some people know about, some people don't, but nobody really has a clear idea of what's going on. Um, there, I know there's, a, you know, other topics that, um, how different groups, new groups that are in the community that I'm sure some of us don't know about. So anything, we'd like to talk to you about that going forward, but so we have a minute if you'll wrap it up and, you know, any last-minute thoughts or what's well, I, the next I, event? 
I think I have to mention the railroad just because it looms so large in the, in the backdrop. I mean, the Long Island Railroad third track uh, mainline expansion project, whatever terms you want to use to describe it, is um, uh, I wish I could say it was a dead project. It is not. Presently, I think it is being held up by funding. I mean, if the railroad can't um, balance its own books, how does it expect to, uh, you know, acquire right. the billions of dollars needed for these major renovation projects and expansion projects? So that, you know, let no resident believe for a minute that we have won that battle. That battle will still be fought in the future. But this village is uh, village board is is uh, consistently monitoring any signs that it's it's becoming an active. Uh, mm -hmm. project once again um, and, and look as speaking of groups and organizations anyone interested in being involved in a village uh, through any of our various committees just needs to contact me we have a beautification committee we have a, 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 a committee that deals with youth activities we have a cultural committee that deals with putting on shows uh, hopefully more shows now in the new theater so if someone wants to get involved in their community and is not sure how to do it we're also looking to start a village um, sponsored volunteer program. We're not sure exactly what oh. avenue or direction we want to go, but that's an area that I've had some uh, people inquiring about. So there's some exciting things out there. Oh, good. Well, um, we really appreciate you taking the time and um, that we will – I know there's some people that have some questions that um, they're going to email us, and I'll forward that to you. Sure, and absolutely. And um, we'll we'll uh, put your information up there so people can get a hold of you. And we look forward to speaking with you again. Thank you very much, Mildred. Okay. Always, always a pleasure. Thanks. Yes. Bye now. Thank you. Bye-bye.